0: Welcome inside the Locked on Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller recapping. Well, we've seen the first game of three out of the four series. The fourth one will begin tonight. We've had a shutout. We've had a near three goal comeback and the lowest scoring team in the postseason put up a five spot on the favorites. All that. And we have a chat with european head scout from dober prospects Joke nevelainen he gives us the insight into what to expect from lassie thompson in ilvis and more all that coming up on the locked on senators podcast your team every day Today is Monday, August 24th. Pillsy, we're still waiting on game one between the Flyers and Islanders. That will go tonight. It's 10.30 a.m. as we're recording before any of the action. But based off of last night, I'm going Vegas in a clean sweep now, Pillsy. I know I, I gave a little more respect to Vancouver. I said Vegas in six,
1: but no chance. I don't like that, Ross. You're putting all your chips in on Vegas, hoping to hit that jackpot. I don't... The clean sweep to beat a team of the caliber of the Vancouver Canucks four straight games in a playoff atmosphere, I just don't think is going to happen. Sure, they put up a big 5-0 win to start, and Vegas looked like they were just dominating, especially the combo of uh, Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty with Chandler Stevenson has been a really good line. But... I don't see a team that scores as often and as efficiently as the Vancouver Canucks not being able to at least squeeze one game out of this Vegas Golden Knights team. And especially still lingering is that Tyler DeFoli injury. If he can come back in this round, that is a huge boost to this Canucks team. So we'll see what happens there.
0: We had our first Sens abroad hit double digits in points, but we'll wait and tell you who and when. Coming up soon, but man, they're just dominant through and through the lineup. Like they've got that Marshall Smith combination. They've been together. This their third season now, uh, or fourth if they were in Florida. Sorry, Panthers fans. I know that's a still an open wound, but they combined on the first goal, dude. This Riley Smith, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, but he is a true playoff performer. He's almost at a point a game in the postseason. He just hit double digits as well in in uh, with ten points now through nine games. And then their depth is exactly what you want a third and fourth line to be. Hard nose, get in your face. And Ryan Reeves was up to his tricks last night. Canucks Twitter was quick to point out that when Reeves was on the ice, the play was tilted in Vancouver's favor. But playoff series are much more than that. It's about the intimidation factor. And Antoine Roussel, I don't know what he was doing, but in warm-ups, he kept skating by Leonard and, and beaking at him. And that just set the tone and Reeves made it his personal mission to get in Roussel's face at every turn. Which one did you like more? The chicken noises that he was making at Antoine Roussel from the bench or when Roussel took a misconduct in the third period, Reeves skated past the penalty box, gave him a wave
1: and a wink. Which one do you prefer there? Well, the wave and the wink is just classic. Uh, I can remember back to uh, some House League days. That was a classic move, House League hockey. Somebody gets a penalty for tripping you. You score on the power play. Just give them a little how are you on the way past the box there as they're getting out. But, Ross, you know I'm a chicken farmer. Love chickens. Ryan Reeves doing the chicken noise. That is hilarious. And, you know what, That's that's just like clean fun too you know like you're not you're not really gonna offend anyone too much like the guy's making chicken noises he thinks well and he, roussel's nickname is the rooster oh so the rooster there you go that's a, male a little chicken. yeah that's a little uh wrinkle there so that's a good one to to throw in the mix there too but hey i don't blame roussel for being a chicken if ryan reeves uh wanted to fight me i think i would just uh fly away as well so the rooster's trying to trying to keep everything safe there but He's gonna have to do a lot more uh, work if they're gonna have any chance of beating the Vegas Golden Knights here. Five nothing game one. Travis Green's got to shake this team back into order. Can chickens fly? Minimal, minimal. Like you're talking like flapping around the the barnyard like right. at like a enough very to get low away from though. Yeah, well, Ryan Reeves isn't that fast, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure he could fly around a little bit. I don't know if you've seen the movie Chicken Run, Ross, but uh, flying is not their forte, and uh, you gotta you gotta work to get those chickens up in the air. So we'll we'll see how that goes for Reeves.
0: All right, well, Mark Stone not the greatest skater either. Both Winnipeg boys, how's that, Reeves and Mark Stone? But Stonesy sends abroad first to hit 10 points, five goals. And five assists through nine games. He's a plus three. He had one plus one last night, and he was just all over the ice. A couple near takeaways as well for that would have resulted in odd man rushes the other way. But that was just a dominant performance from every skater and the one goalie who played for Vegas. But we got to get into the goalie who didn't play. Mark Andre Fleury. Two years left, seven million dollars per season. Just signed the extension last year. Is there trouble in Paradise after that? Wild.
1: Wild tweet from Alan Walsh, his agent. Ross, I I can't even fathom what went through Walsh's mind when he had that picture in his tweet draft. you got to think he's sitting there being like, should I really tweet this out? Is this the best? Do I have the best interest of my client in mind here when I do this? And I think the overwhelming ratio on Twitter showed you That was not the right move. And the funny thing here with this situation, first off, why would you ever in the Stanley Cup playoffs do anything that may create any sort of controversy when your client is on a team that's absolutely buzzing right now? And sure, Leonard's getting the starts. Fleury has still gotten starts. He's still been used. He's still part of this team. I think this is an interesting situation because... Maybe Marc Andre Fleury had a chat with Alan Walsh and was like, I'm tired of being the guy who takes his team to success in the regular season and then has another guy come in and steal my shine. Maybe he's tired of that. It's the guy before the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially, yeah. He's the it's guy. Like all before- your
0: girlfriends, you break up and then the next guy she marries.
1: <laughs> yeah. But they they get a ring. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, th- But the X yeah. the ex
0: doesn't get a ring in this situation. Flurry has 3 rings even though he sat on the bench for two of them.
1: And the thing is if you're Flurry, I think I don't think people really hold it against him. Like I think people still are aware he's a Stanley Cup champion. Sure, he wasn't the guy at the very end at the end of that uh, engagement, but he still got the success. He's gone deep in playoffs. His teammates love him. And holy crap, is that guy made a lot of money. Still seven, $14 million left on this deal. So if you're Flurry, I, I think it, maybe it comes down to an ego thing where you're like, this is enough. I don't want to be the known as the smiling guy who's just having fun while my teammates are the ones carrying uh, this new franchise. I want to be the guy. I came here from Pittsburgh because I was tired of that situation between him and Murray. And I thought I was the guy here. I signed that extension like you talked about. And then you bring in a guy like Robin Leonard and he takes over. But if you're Pete DeBoer, of course you play Leonard every game. And he said it himself. This isn't about something that Marc-Andre Fleury has done wrong. This is about Robin Leonard playing better. And I just can't take him out of the net. And the thing is, if you're Pete DeBoer... You don't have any connection to either of these guys. You know it's not like you're like, "Oh, Flurry's been my guy. Like, I got to trust him. Like, we've got this bond." No. You're He a had fresh Martin guy. Jones. He had yeah. Martin Jones. Jeez. And Aaron Dell, not uh, not a good combo. Talk about changing fortunes in the crease there for coaches, but anyways, that's a whole nother thing. Maybe we'll get into that with the Locked On Sharks later. But I just think it's absolutely crazy. That Alan Walsh posts that picture and creates this turmoil when you have a team and a client who is has made you a lot of money. Flurry has made Alan Walsh a lot of money and vice versa. And you're creating this massive, massive controversy. It's crazy. doesn't make
0: any sense to me. And shout out to Robin Leonard for just, you know, rolling with the punches and getting the shutout last night. He's great on Twitter, but you already know that. He tweeted out uh, a, a picture. I guess he's like the panda is is, is yeah, his spirit, spirit animal. Um, so he posted a gif of a panda just at the top of a tree, just chilling, saying this is how he watched the game, uh, basically joking that he didn't have too much work to do at all. So Robin Leonard getting his first shutout of the postseason. He's playing great, whereas the other Sens abroad tendy Ben Bishop, still unavailable, but that didn't stop Anton Kudobin from leading the Stars to a 5-3 win over Colorado in game one. But really, it came down to Dallas' top line, finally exploding offensively. Three points for uh, Jamie Ben. three points including two goals for Alex Radulov, and Tyler Sagan finally with his first goal of the
1: postseason. Ross this game was a battle of the Juggernauts. You have two, I would say two of the three best top lines in the league going right at it. Um, the other line being obviously the Boston line. and they, or sorry Dallas, they're tired of hearing. they're uneventful and can't score. They're showing you they can score. That goal where Rajlov it was a two on one and I forget if it was Ben or Sagan that passed it to him, but the pass was perfect. And then he slides it right in between the legs of the goalie. Like they were just absolutely buzzing. And they've got depth too. Like you look at a guy like Guryanov, who can score Ruppe Hints is absolutely incredible. Corey Perry still gets work done, maybe not putting the puck in the net as much as he used to. Pavelski had that four or was it four or three goal game? He had a massive game earlier on in the playoffs, too. So this Dallas team, they can get it done, and they're proving that they're not scared of that top line in Colorado. That
0: top line, though, did contribute. McKinnon had a point on all three uh, of, of the Avalanche Shocker. goals. He scored two, had an assist as well. Landis getting his first goal of the postseason. But uh, Nathan McKinnon now has a three-point lead on the field, which is, man, you just have to respect it. And if you didn't see his first goal, shades of the Carlson pass against Boston where um, Broussard had that easy tap in, but instead of passing across seam like Carlson did, McKinnon decided to just rifle one on net and it found the back of it. So that's, uh, that's how the West is shaping out before we get to the first game of the East and our interview with Yoke Nevelainen from Dauber Prospects. Uh, we got to tell you new sponsor alert. It's Roman swipes. Happy to have Roman swipes on board with the locked on podcast network and Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't always easy. Usually, you know, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, oh, I had a long day at work or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it right now. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, safe and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash triple X to complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Let's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL, all one word, that's GetRoman.com dot com slash locked on NHL and
1: Pillsy. We got another new ad alert. Yep, another one, and this time we're looking at DoorDash. Ross, between your never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you got plenty to do on your list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about. Let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese? They want pizza? And someone's craving froyo? Look, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. It's got it all. Continue supporting restaurants in your community. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on these restaurants, and now they're counting on you. It's time to give back. And while their dining rooms may be closed, you can still get food on delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering, they make it super easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting, so you feel a little safer about it. And with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, no matter where you live, if you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast, you can support your local go-tos or choose from some of your favorite national restaurants. You like Chipotle? You like Wendy's? Cheesecake Factory? Anyone? They've got it. Many of the favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. So just open that DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurants, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Guys, that's $5 off and zero Zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. One more time for the people in the back. Don't forget, that's LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash on a purchase of $15 or more. Go get your food. You're hungry. DoorDash.
0: Boston Bruins were certainly hungry in Game 1. They uh, scored the game's first three goals. And although that took until almost a minute and 20 seconds into the third period. That first goal, man, Charlie Coyle, is he one of the best hand-eye coordinators in the National Hockey League? We saw the baseball bat the other day, and this first goal was a wrist shot going about three feet wide, maybe almost crossbar height, but he put it from one end across the ice, cross from where the outstretched arm of Andre Vasilevsky had a chance to get it, and that put him up 1-0, You want to get into how Boston got out with the early lead or the comeback, kids? Because Victor Hedman tried to do it all himself.
1: Well, let's start with the early lead. Uh, We'll go in chronological order here. Ross, hashtag goalie-friendly show. You hate guys who can do this to you. If you're Vasilevsky, having a guy like Coyle, like you said, Vasilevsky probably thinks that shot's going wide. And it's like that puck is at least three, four feet in the air. And that's a good hard shot. You're thinking there's no way Coyle tips that. And he tips it perfectly by him. You're you're just thinking to yourself, oh boy, here goes another one. And Coyle, he's a guy that can do that. He's been a proven playoff performer, especially for these Bruins. So that's a guy that you're going to have to take extra care of if you're a goalie and defenseman in front on the power play. And speaking of tip pucks, Ross, if you want to move on to uh, Tampa getting their, getting their comeback here. Charlie McAvoy, twice tips off of him and squeezes by Yaroslav Halak on what I would call two pretty weak, saveable shots other than that tip deflection by McAvoy that gets by Halak. Yeah, he really
0: did. And he owes Yarrow Halak a a steak dinner after that one. dinner. Well maybe if they lost the game I think one's fine since Boston still Was able to come out with the um, With the lead in the series one nothing now The late goal they just didn't give themselves enough time This isn't the 2017 Ottawa Senators They don't have the magic that they had Against the Rangers Remember down two with a minute and a half left And Pager coming back with his second and third Uh, Like we said Pager will be back in action Broussard hopefully as well back in the lineup uh, Later tonight against Philly But yeah when you look at the the Tampa Bay comeback it was really you know i thought they were going to do it they had a couple chances again after they made it 3-2 but Halak stood tall Tampa put 37 shots on net and man this is just going to be a heck of a series this one i'd be shocked if it doesn't go 6 maybe even 7 games
1: yeah same i'd be shocked too and we're we're hoping and praying It goes to seven games. And Victor Hedman, he almost had the hattie. How about that wraparound chance? Oh, man. And how often do you see a big, massive defenseman have a chance to join the rush and almost get a wraparound goal there? Victor Hedman, I would say, was Tampa's best player. Uh, Braden Point obviously shined at times. It's hard to keep him contained. But I think Tampa's going to come back in a big way in game two. But they need to get off to a much hotter start. I think if you're dealing with a Bruins team like this and you've let the top line get their cookies, they're going to keep coming at you. And Boston was able to have those guys open. Like Marchand was wide open for his goal after a brutal turnover by, I think it was McDonough, after Patrice Bergeron uh, stole that from him.
0: Yeah, but and- Eric Chernak fell, ba- fell behind the net as he tried to hit Marchand. Marchand pops up like a little water bug that he is and gets to the front of the net. Chernak, little, a little... uh. You know, bricks in his feet type thing. Interesting note, though, if you're watching Chernak. Uh, fun fact: his cousin is Christian Yarosh for uh, Sens Bros. Oh
1: wow! Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice little connection there. Yeah, and then Pasta was pretty much wide open too for for his goal. So they're gonna have to do a better job of uh, pouncing on those open guys on the top line. But yeah, I'm so excited for this series. And and how great is it, Ross? I just kind of realized this today. All the series in round two are division rivals. Like. I think that's what the NHL was trying to do with this new playoff format, uh, obviously not the COVID Cup format, but uh, the previous one, is try to get those division rivals heated and have them meet up, meet up in round two of the playoffs so that you can start building that hate and uh, rivalry for years to come. And that's what's going to happen here.
0: And we're going to be enjoying it through until the very end. But we got to get back some Sens content. And that's why we had Yoke Nevilleinan on with us. He's the head of European scouting at Dauber Prospects. He's got the Dauber Draftcast podcast. And we asked him about Lassie Thompson. When will his season start? What should we expect from him? And a whole lot more. But before we get to Yoke, we got to tell you about Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, it comes in 16 amazing. Flavors, eight have nuts. Eight, if you don't like that, they're all covered in chocolate. You just go to builtbar.com and you use the promo code locked on, and that'll get you $10 off your next order. It's great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I know Pillsy loves to use it after he works out, goes for his hikes now that he's in his retirement community. I like it after going for a run downtown. You're all sweaty, you know you need your protein, but you don't feel like cooking right away. All you need to do is grab a Bilt Bar. And the best part of all these flavors, especially when you get a big box of them, is the variety. I almost use it like, um, like a, not a pinata, but something where... <laughs> you're, you're blindfolded going in and you want to just, you, you want to be surprised. And that's why all these amazing flavors. I know Pillsy, what was the walnut one you were mentioning? That one sounds so good. I need to get my hands on one.
1: Ross, it was the carrot cake with walnuts. Wow. That was my, um, that was my previewed flavor last Pilsley's week. Pick of the week. Yeah. We, we got to keep doing that. I love this because every time I'm on the built bar website, I find a new one. You were talking about picking, picking flavors blindly. How about here's one you can pick with your eyes wide open and Whoa. with straight confidence? Cookies and cream. Oh Easy my sale. God, I love it. This is a dessert in a protein bar. It's cookies and cream, that's always one of my top ice cream flavors or chocolate bar flavors. Now I'm getting a health conscious choice with that same flavor I love.
0: Yeah, and hey, you know what? That sounds like it would go really well with a scoop of frozen yogurt. Speaking of fro yo. Man, now we're cooking. Built Bar, the opportunities are endless. Builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On. Get $10 off your next order. Go there right now. Builtbar.com, promo code Locked On. All right, here he is, Joke Nevalainen. All right, very pleased to welcome a very special guest, Joke Nevalainen, the head of European scouting at Dauber Prospects. Welcome to Locked On Senators podcast. How are you doing today, Joke? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. We want to get in lots of stuff with you. The NHL draft, which seemingly takes forever to get to, but we're getting there. But the story in Sensland this week was Lassie Thompson, finally, some would say, being assigned to Ilvis after their first preseason game. I guess first question would
2: be, when can we expect him in the lineup for a game? Well, I would assume that very very next game that they will be playing he should be there so shouldn't need any time to get back in since he already played there last season and the coaching staff knows him and he knows the coaching staff so did, i think it's going to see- be a smooth transition to get back in did i see you say that they're taking part in some sort of 3 on 3
0: uh tournament what were the details on that
2: yeah it's a new new tournament this year so they play on four different days uh for like a a tournament that's split into four days uh of three of three and three hockey uh five teams in total and battling it out so two or three games each day and then they they take the total points at the end of it. Just a a fun experience for the fans, especially the uh, 3-on-3 hockey is is fun to watch. Uh, Fans love watching that, so I think that's just uh, giving something for the fans. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, The 3-on-3 overtimes in the NHL are always exciting, so
1: full 3-on-3, that'll definitely uh, produce some good highlights, hopefully. Take the Um, over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we just had some questions like with the NHL. We know that uh, they're doing the bubble, they've got all the precautions and the procedures in place to make sure everything goes smoothly. What are some of the pre- precautions and procedures that the Finnish league is taking so that they can have a successful season, especially since they're starting much earlier
2: than the NHL will be? Yeah, well, obviously, the situation in Finland is much, much better than it is in North America anywhere. So, uh, that helps. We we only have like maybe twenty new cases each day, so it's very very under under control. Uh, but yeah, right now they are still limiting the number of people who can go and watch the games. So they have maybe like twenty five percent of the capacity uh, in the audience, and and the access to the players and everyone is is a bit limited. So. Uh, they have these, these uh, things in place, but because the, the situation isn't that uh, horrible right now, they are able to play hockey somewhat normally uh, with, with the audience.
0: We'll be, we'll be watching uh, very closely, especially with Lassie Thompson there. When was the first time you got to see him play? I'm, I'm wondering from a developmental standpoint, from when you first saw him until now, how has his game transitioned?
2: Uh, well, I think it was at the under-18 tournament. When was it? Like three years ago? He was there as so like a number seven defenseman or something like that for Finland, playing a very small role, playing a a very like careful game. Didn't take too many risks. Uh, didn't play much with the puck. Uh, just a simple, safe game. And but yeah, at the the year he spent in in the CHL really helped with his confidence he he was much more confident with the puck coming back from there uh and wasn't afraid to throw his weight around so got some of that physical play as well and yeah so he had a great start last season i'm not sure why it leveled off after that so he wasn't really able to keep it up for the full season uh, but I'm expecting big things from him at the start of this season. Uh, I think he'll he'll, after a long period of training and getting back, uh, back to the gym and all that. I think he's gonna have a good season. Yeah, I agree. I think we really saw a lot of
1: uh, his confidence skyrocket after that season in in the uh, Kelowna with the Rocket, and we see he's definitely throwing the body. He's got his slap shot much better. So those are some areas where he's definitely improved. Would you say there's any areas
2: that he still needs to work on to make that jump to the NHL? Well, yeah, I think there's there's still some work left with his defensive game. It's not quite at the NHL level just yet. And also, uh, as an offensive guy, he really should have a bigger impact offensively. So uh, I think his all-around game is decent uh doesn't really have any major flaws that would prevent him from playing in the NHL. But it's just going to take a bit more time to get uh, all parts of his game uh, improved. And then hopefully taking them to a to a whole new level uh, if, if he really wants to play a big role in the NHL.
0: So we had uh, Craig Button on last month and he thinks that Lassie Thompson will challenge and maybe even be penciled in already in Ottawa's decor this season. Of course, easier uh, done on a lower team in the standings that has lots of youth that are coming up anyways. But do you think, especially from a consistency standpoint, that he would benefit from a full 75, hopefully, game season in the American Hockey League?
2: Yeah, I do think think that would be better for his development because consistency really is the big issue right now. So he had some great games last season, but wasn't able to keep it up for the full season. So... Making a jump from an inconsistent Liga player to the NHL, that seems like too big of a step. So I think if he can be a consistent, good player in the AHL, then making the jump to the NHL from there is, is much more suitable and, and realistic yeah. So, Lastly, Thompson. He was a first round pick
1: of the Senators from a few years ago. This season or this draft, as I'm sure you know, the Ottawa Senators are selecting third and fifth. What would you say is the preferred scenario for the Senators there? Like, who do you think they should target at picks three
2: and five? Uh, well, when I when I made a mock draft some time ago, a lot of Senators fans uh, didn't really like my <laughs> picks because. Uh-oh. Apparently, they have a big hole at center, and I didn't choose a number one center for the fans. So, uh, so yeah, if that really is as uh, big of a need uh, as those fans <laughs> let me know, then <laughs> then I think uh, they should be looking at, like, Tim Stutzler and Marco Rossi, who are probably the best bets to be that number one center, assuming Quinton Byfield is gone, gone by then, so... But if Byfield is still there uh, at three, then I think that's a pretty obvious choice.
0: Yeah, it seems that, that uh, it would be a, uh, maybe a mistake, although time would tell if LA decides to pass on Quentin Byfield. Now, you, your most recent rankings, of course, you can go see them at Dauber Prospects. The, the um, uh, Sorry, I should say Dauber Prospects and at Jokie And You posted this on your Twitter. Um, you have Lucas Raymond ahead of Tim Stutzla. Does that say more about what you love about Raymond as a player? Or there are some flaws in Stutzler's game that you
2: see? No, I think it's, it's more about Ray, the love I have for Raymond's game and, and the long track record that he's, he's been on my radar. So Stutzler was sort of a surprise this year, uh, whereas Raymond has been on the, on the radar for a few years now. So I think that plays into it a little bit, but I think that the margin there is razor thin. You can really choose either one at number three, and I I wouldn't have any issues with the, with the selection. And do you see Tim Stutzla as a center or a wing going forward? Well, I'm I'm not quite sure. I would say that there's like maybe forty percent chance he's a center and sixty percent chance he's a winger. So I think it's it's definitely possible he becomes a center. He he played this entire season in, in Germany at wing. And even the year before that, he was what, switching between wing and center in the German Junior League. So he hasn't played a ton of games down the middle. But uh, he has some of the qualities that I want from a center and doesn't necessarily have all the qualities that I want from a center. So I think it's a kind of a coin toss. Speaking of centermen, there's one centerman, a Finnish prospect, that you have a
1: lot higher in your rankings than uh, I've noticed. uh, Some other prospect uh, scouts and reporters have, and that's Anton Lundell. Can you tell us a little bit why you're so high
2: on this guy as a Finnish center prospect? Uh, Well, he's he's the type of player that all coaches and teammates love to have on the team. So you can throw him out there in any situation, and he'll deliver. uh, And he's he's a consistent player so you don't have to guess what you'll you'll get out of him he'll give you the same exact game every time and i think there's a lot of value in in knowing what you'll get from a player and he was recently named alternate captain for the hifk Liga team for this upcoming season as an 18 year old i think that speaks a lot about his leadership abilities because that that's a top end team in the league and they had many other good options, but they chose to go with this eighteen year old. So yeah, I think just his all around game and his lack of mistakes, uh he's always in the right position, knows what to do, knows how to how to support any play that is going on, so those just uh just an easy player to root for.
0: Sounds like he's the kind of guy that will be on the power play and the penalty kill as well, leading a team in that sense. There's been some questions, I think, for the scouts who have him a bit lower about his offensive ceiling, although he did score in double digits last year as a 17-year-old in, in La Liga. So would, would you say that he does have the potential to maybe score 20 goals at the NHL ever, 25 even? Does he have that sort of offensive upside as well?
2: Yeah, I do think that he can be like a reliable 60-65 point player in the NHL, sort of like a Ryan O'Reilly type player that is so focused on on doing the right things defensively, not making any mistakes, that uh, it takes away some of his offense, but there's still a lot of offensive talent there, uh, that it will, it will come true eventually, maybe not as an 80 point player, but If you can get like a 60-65 point two-way center who can be used in any situation, uh, I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, I would
1: agree. I think a lot of teams would love that coveted two-way sentiment you're talking about. And, Anton Lundell, he's just one of the many, many high-end prospects that are coming out of Finland over this past decade. I mean, you look at guys like Miko Rantan and Sebastian Aho. The list of elite players coming from Finland has really bloomed here. What would you say is a big cause for that? Has Finland really kind of upped their developmental program, uh, coaching and scouting? Or what are some of the
2: reasons why we're seeing such a big burst of high-end Finnish talent? Uh, well, there was a big summit like maybe 10 years ago in Finland because we, we didn't have a lot of success in international events or on draft day. didn't have a lot of NHL players coming up and all that. So something had to be changed. And, and they really put a lot of effort into developing those young players after that summit. So uh, it's more focused on the individuals than it was before. Before it was more about uh, letting everyone play and giving everyone equal opportunity, and uh, it, it's a fine approach, but doesn't develop NHL players if you if you do that all the time. So they started to to focus more on those uh, that small group of players who have a realistic chance to play in the NHL and be a difference maker for Finland at the international level, and that has really been the key. Uh, we're now seeing it that. Finland is winning all these championships in the junior level uh, and also at the men's level and producing NHL players' first-round talents every year. So uh, a different kind of a- approach that they used in the past. Yeah, well, four straight seasons that uh, Finn has gone in the top three with Laine
0: at second in 16. You had Heiskinen at three in 17 and then Jesperi Kakenyemi as well in 2018 and Capo Kako. Uh, just this past year at number two. Uh, Joke Nevalainen from Dauber Prospects. He's got the Dauber Podcast as well, looking at the draft as well. That's the Dauber Draftcast there. Only 48 more days, man. We're almost there. Thank
2: you for taking the time today. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, many thanks to Yoke for joining us on the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Yoke Nevalainen. All right, Pillsy, lots to catch up on. We're going to have tomorrow the Philly series gets underway. I'm sure Pedro will impress us, and we'll get into a whole lot more. That's Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team, every day.